hello. My name is Kim Addis, and I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching. And you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we invite willing candidates to get coached live and in person right on the podcast. Today, my guest is Lara D'Souza, and we know her a little bit. We've been hanging out together over the past little while. She's actually a client of Frame of Mind Coaching, and she's just made a big transition, and she agreed to be on the show. So, Lara, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) We're excited to have you here today. (laughs) Thanks. Me too. Me too. So before we jump in, and I do want to jump into your challenge, I want you to share with everybody a little bit about you. And you know what? Why not? Tell us also a little bit about your coaching experience with Frame of Mind Coaching. Yeah, so uh, my name is Laura, and um, I work in the healthcare industry. I'm uh, a vice president of patient care and operations in a home care uh, organization in Ontario. Um, I've been in healthcare for basically all of my career in various roles, from uh, a frontline clinician all the way up to uh, different senior roles. And so I love it. I'm, you know, I'm passionate about. Um, uh, uh, care in the home, and so, um, so here I am. Um, and in terms of my experience with um, with frame of mind coaching, um, it was an experience that I actually got in my uh, from my last employer. And um, you know, I always find that you know having uh, an opportunity to really do some introspection, uh, frankly, to show vulnerability in with somebody that um, is there really to, to sort of support your learning and your growth as um, as a professional, but frankly, as a person, I think um, it's it's a, it's a gift. It's a gift to. Be be able to to have that kind of experience. So I'm certainly grateful for it. Amazing. So what's going on for you right now? You recently switched roles. Yes. And I don't know when that exactly happened. Was that before pre-COVID or was that like <laughs> in the middle of things? When did that happen? Well, it was sort of, um, um, to be honest, um, last year in about December, um, my old boss had actually reached out to me um, um, b- with this new opportunity. And, um, you know, I was quite excited uh, about it uh, because it was sort of a, a large larger scope, even though I was, you know, in a very similar role in my last organization, just broader in scope. And so, uh, but timing wasn't quite right. Um, And, and then of course, in March, COVID hit. Um, uh, And, you know, it was important to me, I felt um, really, I don't want to use the word obligated, but I felt committed to uh, the previous organization so uh, that I wasn't just going to leave the organization, the team in a lurch in the middle of um, this pandemic that frankly, nobody knew uh, what to do with. And so it was important for me to extend um, as much as I could so that I felt like I you know, left the organization in in good stead, but could start this new one um, in in a timing that was I felt uh, reasonable. So I ended up starting in June. So at the beginning okay. of June, um, yeah. So it's been a few months. How's yes. it going? It's going really well. Um, it's going really well, I think, for the most part. I mean, it's, you know, it's always tough. I forget <laughs> um, how how challenging it can be to start uh, um, a new role. Like, there's a lot of learning, and you go from feeling fairly confident in your shoes around 
I wouldn't say being the expert, but somebody who's a bit of a go-to and, you know, able to sort of make decisions uh, reasonably quickly and with confidence. And then you're right back to square one, right? So um, I forget that, um, you know, it, it, um, it's a humbling experience and it's taxing, right? It's, it's, it's tiring. Um, so anyway, but here I am. Um, yeah. So what's the tiring part mostly? Is it the amount of new learning you have to do or yeah. is it the fact that, like you're in a way because your role it's not that it's changed but because you're in a new role the old boots you were walking in are no longer appropriate so now you're in these new shoes and you're like hmm they're not as cozy and and, and as comfortable I kind of have to wear them in a little yeah, I think it's probably a combination of both, right? I mean, clearly, you know, it's a, it, uh, and even though the business is um, similar, so it's not like, you know, absolutely every concept or every, you know, uh, idea is sort of new and like, what are they talking about, right? So it's not that, but the reality is it is a new organization. It's a bigger organization, which uh, usually leads to a different level of complexity. Um, it's broader in scope. So the one was, uh, the previous one was very local where this one is provincial in nature. It's a different culture, right? Um, and boy, did I ever learn that uh, from the last place that I was at, that I, I really needed to pay attention to um, um, what I was walking into and, and really take a lens of curiosity versus, well, I'm just going to kind of fit in and, and I'll just figure it out, right? And so, um, so that takes time. And in some ways, more effort uh, for someone like me to just sit back, sit back and observe and be curious uh, versus getting right in there, right? So um, yeah, that's that's the piece, I think. Okay, so what is your current greatest challenge? Um, I think for me, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm coming into a new organization where, you know, I mean, obviously COVID is still uh, front and center of mind uh, for, for everyone. And we're now on the cusp of potentially the second wave. So certainly, you know, in preparation for that. And so um, what I have always found um, really important to me is, you know, um, taking the time to build relationship. I would say I'm somebody who is uh, relationship focused. Um, that helps me um, to understand not only the business, but, you know, who people are and what's important to them. And so um, coming into an organization where, frankly, everything is now virtual or just about everything is virtual. And so how do you make those connections in a much bigger space um, uh, via virtual platforms that probably don't feel a little bit less personal to me, right? Um, And so it's, I think it's that. um. So let me ask you a question, okay? I'm going to ask you a little bit of a backward question. What do you think are the rules of virtual connectivity? Like, what are the rules we have learned to play by in covid in the COVID X era, right? Like yeah. what are the rules that we have kind of fallen into with virtual meetings, conversations, connectivity? What do you think they are? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, 
you know, I think it depends, you know, I, I guess part of it, it, uh, it it's it's some ways reflective of the culture too. So, and I'll give you a very tactical example, right? So depending on if I'm taking a call with a certain organization, I know that the expectation is turn on your camera, right? Turn on your camera because there is something about being sort of visibly uh, present that is sort of the cultural expectation of that organization. And so that in some ways is your signal that I'm engaged, I'm paying attention, I'm present, right? Versus um, other places where um, it's it's totally okay, you turn off your camera and you have the conversations and you're presuming that of course, you know, so, so I know it's a very sort of uh, concrete example, but I, I think it a part of it depends on the organization and what sort of acceptable um, or or deemed as the rule of engagement uh, right. through virtual care. But there's also structural rules, like you need to make appointments, and yeah. um, you know every conversation lasts a period of time. Like yes. it doesn't just end when it ends. It kind of like yep. if it's in your calendar for a half an hour, it usually lasts a half an hour. Yeah. Right? like a weird thing wouldn't you agree yeah you know even if all you need to do is talk for 10 minutes it tends to last the whole entire time and on and on and on right so there are these like unspoken rules about connecting and it sounds like your challenge is how do I do a better job of connecting am I right about that is that really so I think so right and you know I think for me it's um (sighs) you know, being part of the corporate structure um, can feel disconnected from um, um, from the work. Uh, maybe that's not the right word, um, uh, but from the the reality of the business, right, uh, closer to the front line. And that has always been really, really important for me to be able to uh, keep a foot in that. Um, and so... Uh, you know, so it is about connecting with people so that when they see my name via an email or the next virtual meeting, it's just not, well, she's over here somewhere, right? She's really part corporate. She really doesn't sort of understand or worse, doesn't care um, about uh, what really is the reality of uh, working in, in this organization. Right. So it, and as you're making your efforts right now to connect, um, like, how's it going? Is it difficult? Is it, you know, do you feel like people get where you're coming from? Do they think you do care? Is that coming across or not at all? Um, you know, I, I'd like to think that they are. I mean, I've had a couple of uh, comments um, um with with some folks these are some of our frontline managers uh, because i mean of course i'm connecting with my direct team right so the directors that report directly to me have regular conversations right and so i i'd like to think that they feel like i'm accessible we're having regular discussions both individually and as a collective group i think for me it's going past that level and so when i started um you know meeting up with some of our line managers or or frontline managers you know I did get a couple of times oh nobody's ever reached out to us like this before right like this is new this is you know to to be able to have a conversation and so 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 that was positive I think for me what I, I need to sort of figure out 
uh, how that it doesn't become, well, that was a nice gesture, right? That was a nice little token gesture because, you know, I'm um, starting the role, right? Versus uh, this is actually important to me, right? To to stay connected with people. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, what comes up for me is a couple of things. Okay. And I'm a big fan of like trying to figure out what are the rules and then breaking them. Right. And I think you're, you're, you're a little like me. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I ask, what are the rules? And then, and then what can we do that's wildly different from the rules? So right now already you've broken the rule. The rule originally was, you know, our VP doesn't talk to us. And you're like, well, I'm going to break that rule. I'm going to talk to you. And right now that conversation is still, um, and I'm guessing here, I may be completely wrong. It's still in the context of business. It's formal. It's a professional conversation. Right. And so, so the rule is I talk to you professionally. That's the rule. What would it look like if you broke that rule? Because in order for them to truly, you know, know and be sure that you care, they also have to get to know who you are. Right. Right. So, so what does that look like if they actually got access yeah. to you on a much more personal, deep level, what would it be like to break the rules? Does it mean that, and again, I'm making things up. I'm completely throwing out wild yeah. ideas. Yeah. Does it mean you send a video uh, message weekly saying, Hey, huh. you know, I'm thinking about you. Guess what I did this weekend? I, I don't know. I got ready for Thanksgiving, whatever. I don't know. I'm making things up. Or I went to no frills and picked up six turkeys or whatever it is, right? Like, so that you're sharing a part of you that's a little bit outside of the norm, but for you, and it could be, you know, you have coffee chats with groups of people on a regular basis. It could be like that coffee chat says starts off with, we're not going to jump into business. I want to start off with a whole different line of questioning. Um, You know, what are you grateful for today? Everybody go around the room. Or it could be, I want to ask you one very important question. When you woke up in the morning today, what was the first thing you thought of? Mm. Whatever, you're making things up. Right. But, but the point is that you're starting it differently. You're breaking the rules. You're not going down the traditional path of meetings. Like already you're having meetings, that's breaking the rules, but you also want to have them in an untraditional way. Yeah. Right? Because you want to bring your personality to the table. So one of the things that you said when we started talking is like, I came into a culture, right? I came into this pre-existing culture, Mm -hmm. but here's the magical part about being a VP. You get to influence the culture and you get to set the tone and you get to set the tone by what you bring to the table and how you have conversation. So you're in a unique position. In my opinion, you're still early on in the game where you can go back and say, okay, so what's the vibe I want to create in these meetings? What's the experience I want people to walk away with? I don't want it just to be perhaps straight up business. I want it to be warmer. I want it to be a little more personal. So mm-hmm. and not that it has to be a hundred percent personal, you know, of course, about of course. baking pies, but it's how do I inject a little bit of that on a regular basis? How do I bring, you know, a little bit of optimism, cheer, joy, positivity to people's lives. And it comes from me, it comes from who I am, meaning you, right? So uh, for you in your particular case, like you're coming from a set of experiences, but I want you to think about what's the culture I want to create and how do I create that? 
what part of me can I bring to the equation that they've never seen or heard of before? That's outside of the rules. I'm just making notes. <laughs> yes. So, so, and I, and I want you to think in terms of one more thing. Okay. You know, I, I was married, got divorced, got remarried. And when I got remarried, I married a man who had three kids. So I had two kids. He had three kids. And now we're putting this family together. Right. And, you know, it's a new culture. Right. So they weren't used to me. I wasn't used to them initially right. in the early days. But what did we do? We created a new culture together. So, you know, first of all, we eat dinner every single night together. That's the new rule. What are the new rules? But also, and I want to throw this in your, in your thought bank, is what traditions can you create that are regular traditions that they look forward to when, they, when the time is right? Okay. Now, every family has, let's call it a Christmas tradition. Well, you can create traditions for your organization right? So in my family, for example, we have family day. It doesn't have to be exactly on the right, right date, but family day is a big celebration in my house. And everybody comes from far and wide, my kids, the five of them, to make sure that they're here for family day. Nobody ever misses family day because right. it's tradition that they eagerly look forward to. And if they have boyfriends and girlfriends or whatever, they're like, we need to tell you about family day. It's a thing here. <laughs> You know, right. and to be invited to family day. Oh, what an honor. And so you can create those things and that's the way you build relationship. Okay. Okay. How that's really that helpful. How does that No, feel? that, that feels, um, there's just some really good, um, ideas there and it feels authentic, which, which is important to me. Um, it needs to feel like it's not some contrived, um, exercise that is frankly bullshit. Um, it, it just need to feel authentic to me. Right. right? So, yes. yeah. So and, I and think could, I, I need to find that. And it could be like, bring your recipes and let's exchange. Right. You know, we can't have like in-person potluck, but we can have virtual potluck. Right. Or, you know, whatever you can create things, you're creative, but right. think about like, what does home feel like to me? I want to create perhaps a homey environment. Mm -hmm. You know, you can decide what it is. You can decide if that's it. But you have the power in your role to set the stage and make okay. and create a tone moving forward. Okay. Okay. You know, it's funny. I just uh, in my last um, in my last job, um, uh, one of my peers or um, colleagues had she had just come from a conference, the IHI conference around, and and it you know, lots of focus around you know the the notion around joy and work, right? And and she came back with all of these ideas, and she sat down with me and sort of um, went through them, and and one of them was around you know um, how do you set time that again feels genuine and authentic with with your staff that have nothing to do with let me tell you about the agenda, right? Or let right. right? And 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 so hence the the concept of espresso with Laura came up because I love espresso. It was in my um, you know, it was in my office and um and and it really became every Tuesday afternoon an opportunity where people could you know, they didn't need to make an appointment, they didn't need to they just needed to come in and uh hopefully enjoy a coffee with me. I drank a lot of espresso at the time. And <laughs> um and, and it was really it was really to try to get to know them a little bit bit more and hopefully 
uh, people to get to know me uh, a little bit more and ask whatever question, obviously within limits, um, that they wanted to know, right? And so, um, you know, I learned so much. I learned so much. And my biggest regret, honestly, was that I hadn't done it sooner. Um, so, you know, um, that, 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 and I think that's what you're sort of, um, suggesting is what is that tradition? What is the tone that you want to create in this new environment? Understanding that there may be some different kind of obstacles, right? It's not just one site. It's, it was easier to do it there, but it doesn't, I mean, for goodness sake, we have all kinds of different options, um, virtually to, that I could play with. So, right. And you get to be as creative as you possibly can yeah. right now. And that's, and that's really, you know, what's called for in this day and age, just to really stretch your creativity. And to me, really try actually to identify those rules and say, what would it look like if I broke them all? Right. Okay. And, okay. and, and, and for you, that's a bit of a challenge. It's a bit of a fun game. Yeah. And, and I think it will surface some really, really interesting ideas. Okay. Yeah. Lara, Lara. <laughs> Laura, right? Not Laura. Yes. Laura. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for being on the podcast with us today. Thank you for sharing your challenge. I don't think it's unique. I think a lot of people are in the same boat where they're like, how do I really connect? What can I do that's different, new, and meaningful? So thank you for sharing that with us. And for those of you who are listening to the podcast and have a challenge that you want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me. I'd love for you to be a guest. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And for those of you who have a challenge and you're not prepared to share it on the pod podcast, please reach out to me anyways. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Laura, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure.